Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Trucking Driver Podcast. This, I think now, is episode 42. Delighted to welcome back Paul O'Callaghan, who's been off on his adventures again. Paul, how are you doing? Yeah, very good, Dougie. Very good. Just back home here now. Nice, back dry, sunny morning. Yeah, back in Ireland here. I was out doing a few, few continental trips lately, so I'll have a few little stories and we drove about a manner of maybe four or five different trucks so we can talk about them if you want and keep it all trucking related yep fantastic that'll do that'll do nicely it's sunday morning we've got a new american president sworn in as far as i can tell unless donald's decided not to leave the white house and unfortunately we've also got a mutated corona mink from denmark yeah i saw (laughs) saw that yeah probably won't be doing your your case any favors at all but um yeah the biden thing that was a I don't think we'll ever see anything as, as interesting as the president that we had in, uh, or that America had in Donald Trump. But um, I think Biden might might be fairly good for Ireland. He's got uh, he's got links up in Balna, uh, County Mayo, well, the rest of Ireland. He, so there were. As long as he's not completely insane, then you know he should be he should be all right. I doubt he's going to last that long at it anyway. Yeah. Why? But anyway, go anyway, back to, get back, get back to, to trucks. trucks. Back to trucks. Back to now. We've been having. As you possibly know, if you live in Ireland, truck driver seems to be quite hard to find. And I've had a few people getting in touch saying, oh, my magazine hasn't turned up, or the shop they used to have it doesn't have it anymore. Uh, yet there's still all sorts of other magazines in there. So Correct. Um, how's it yeah. been for you? I mean, you're in Ireland, so have you seen yeah. it anywhere? Have you, I'm in have Ireland. Very, very, very uh, scarce, Dougie, unfortunately. Uh, it actually... Yeah, so, and there's probably people listening now saying, yeah, I can't find it, can't find it. A lot of people, the thing is, like, now a lot of people actually want to buy it because yes, obviously, it's, obviously awesome. it's such a fantastic magazine and there's loads of great content in it and you really, you know, but they just can't find it. I noticed the likes of, would say, the, the big service station. So if, you, if you're in, in the UK, for example, you, you go into your, whatever, motorway service, you go into WH Smith, they have everything, that's grand. In Ireland, we just don't have it. You go into, it, would say, an Apple Green or you go into a Circle K, and first of all, their magazine display is pretty small. Like they don't have, um, they don't have a separate, we'll say, news agents like you do when you probably hit Smith. So, so they're they're pretty much out. Which is that's where most guys can can stop and pull in pull in with their truck. So that's the first thing. Um, then you, you you will get to, in order to find it, you probably have to go to some smaller, kind of more obscure, kind of rural news agents that will have tractor and and, and uh, machinery and all sorts of vintage car magazines. But what what I would suggest to people as a as a fix, and this worked for me in Australia. Um, when I was there, I went into, I was up in, in Catherine, for example, which is, you know, just a fairly remote little town in, in Western Australia, but I went in and said, this is the magazine I'm looking for. This is who published it. It's uh, Truck and Driver, DVV Media, and uh, no problem. They, they were able to get it in. I was getting in a couple of obscure tractor magazines as well, and, and um, there's no problem. So I would suggest to people that's what you can do. Maybe not so much in a big, say, branded, you know, motorway service area to go in and ask them, but uh, your your local news agent definitely yeah. would be worth would be worth asking, and just tell them, look, you'll, you'll buy it every month, and even if they get in one, they might get in another one, someone else to buy it. So that's that that's an easy fix, and maybe a lot of people wouldn't realise that that it's a facility that is. That's a good idea, that because there are a lot of them. And the thing that you notice coming across in the UK and Ireland is how much better your petrol stations are. Because you've they've all got these hot deli counters selling this amazing food, and also yeah. they sell magazines, and I, they make our our petrol stations don't have anything like that. We've got like some grotty <laughs> no. cold sandwiches that that's, cost a fiver. And it's right, wonderful right. every time it's wonderful a, every time you come over to Ireland to do photo shoots. You're going to get a, get a brilliant breakfast, get a yes. coffee. It's, yeah, they've also usually they've usually got a selection of magazines and they've usually uh, got truck and driver and like farmers weekly and Vintage tractors, whatever. Although, that. but that's some good advice from you. Go and ask yeah, for the magazine. Go and ask, yeah, but but kind of be a bit selective in, in where you ask for. To ask for, you know, where it's a little bit more of a smaller, kind of a sleepier corner sort of store one, and and they, they might be a bit more receptive. I'm, I'm just suspecting if, if you go to a big one, they might say, oh well, we don't have any. That's what that's what head office sends out to us. But anyway, that's that's um it's because there are people that have said to me can't find it i've tried every shop up and down you know and they're pulling into motorists or servicing the trucks yeah i'm trying to do something as well i have been in meetings this week um and we're going to try and do an irish subscriber deal for three issues which you should be able to get at a better price 
Um, and then I'm gonna yeah. hoping that that will work out. I asked about discount as well, and they said, ah, but it costs more to post it to Ireland. And I'm like, oh, yeah, but you take the discount off the magazine, not the postage. Yeah, to be it's fair. It's bizarre anyway. What, 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 it's, how much extra what, does it cost to get them over to Northern Ireland and then run them over the border? Well, it's, it's a strange well, it's, I, I have a feeling that there must be some sort of a tariff on magazines because you can get stuff posted free from Devon, for example, down in, in, in the bottom of, of England, right up to the Northern Ireland. But you can't get anything... You know, free into the republic. So there is some sort of a tariff. And to be fair, most lads, they're not really price is not. They're not. Um, if, well, we, if they want it, they'll buy it. And they, it's uh, more. It's it's avail- availability more so than price. That's that's the issue. Uh, even at that, I mean, the price of the magazine in the UK is three ninety nine. Um, yeah. Which is by far the cheapest out lot. It's by far the most content yeah. in it as well. Yeah. So even if you're jacking up the price a bit in euros, then it's still not. Yeah. We are trying, and I would say. If anybody yeah, so can't find the magazine, it's better off to email me. Please don't contact the Trucking Driver Facebook page because there's something wrong with it. Well, by I can't access messages that have just been sent, and I also get a lot of uh, people who are drunk message me on there and say stupid things. So I tend not to read it over the course of no. the weekend no, because you know people get bored and think I'll email Trucking Driver, which is fine. But then you know mm. they they go and vent their fury about you know. So well, I, thought that's, you know. I thought that's what Facebook was for. <laughs> Not messaging me per the truck and driver page. That just comes to me yeah. personally. I know. <laughs> it yeah. go. I know. I know. I think people think truck and drivers are team in an office somewhere. There's like a squad of journalists wearing those. Hats Little do they realise that it's that it's one man. Them. Yeah, it's it's a it's a one man with a great team of contributors that make it all yeah. happen. And we've that's got. Right. I'll tell you the V8 issue. Um, well, yeah. we're struggling to top that. That's had a really nice reaction to it and some kind words. Thank you, everybody that got in touch. Yeah. Um, the next issue is our one hundred and thirty-two page bumper issue, which has got it's got the second part of your write-up in it um, and your adventures in Italy. Oh yeah! Um, By the way, can I just say about that? My, uh, if yes. anybody has, has read that uh, part one of Italy, um, I might have been. A little bit scathing of, um, we'll say, trucks from Eastern Europe and and uh, and their drivers. So I just want to say I, I don't have anything personal against anybody from Eastern Europe, but anybody who's driving on the continent will kind of attest to what I'm saying. That you know, you, you go into these parking areas and you can't get parked, and the whole train channel tunnel thing is a pretty miserable sort of experience now. But uh, I read it after it, and I just went and said, okay, maybe, yeah, maybe I could no, have it, left, it, left that bit it, out. But I just, yeah, it's not. So if there's anyone from Poland, anyone reading it, it's like, yeah, I've nothing I'm, personally against you know. It's just uh, it was a generalised kind uh, of a thing. Well, it's that's the EU's big shame is is the fact that they've got these Eastern European hauliers who are using treating the drivers so badly. Uh, well, I'll give you the, the, I'll give you an example. Now, Dougie, I was yeah, com- came out of uh, yeah, I came out of Europort, um a couple of weeks ago in in Holland and uh, off off the ferry and it's just all those services out there just there's nothing there it's just like a road that comes out of the port and they're all just full of just tractor units Bulgarian Romanian registered and the guys are just sitting there you know they're on their 45s or on their 20 28 hour break yeah, so and it's, it's, been, it's really miserable looking and hopefully they've not been home for months like we had Graham Bellman who'd written as a driver's diary uh, when he was over with CMG uh, delivering cars, and he was speaking to a guy from the Ukraine, and he hadn't yeah. been home for months, and he had no. Like, no prospect of getting home, which is completely that that no. shouldn't be allowed. And with a mobility plan, it's going it's supposed to be illegal. But how do you how do you track yeah, the movements see, of people who are in different yeah, countries and, and things all the and time? I've, I've <sighs> spoken to a couple of guys who you know they've they've heard from would say in like Belgium and Holland, where you have Belgian or, or Dutch companies, and they have. Um, they have a lot of, we'll say, Romanian or, or Bulgarian register, whatever yeah. it is, you know, tra- pulling their trailers and they're kind of saying, right, okay, they're trying to bring in this thing where you're, you're not allowed to spend 45 hours uh, breaking your cab and I think that's a great idea. But these companies are saying, right, well, who's going to do the work? You know, it's it's, it's probably gone so far now in one direction that they're doing so much work, it's, it's going to be too much of a seismic, cha- seismic change to change it back. But at the same time, Something has to be done. Um, it's and it's and look. A lot of it comes down to price as well. You know, there everyone wants things as, no, as, as, uh, as cheap as possible, cheap. and they're they're doing it cheap. And and the other side of it is like, you know, where are we going to get the Belgians and, and, and Dutch and guys to do it? So it's it's a tricky one. But hopefully, um, hopefully, it I'd is. like to see some sort of improvement in it because, uh, it, it, like I say, it is 
It's a pretty miserable sight uh, <laughs> when you're driving there and you're looking at all these things. You're just sitting there for a whole weekend in a kind of a in a shabby layby, and it's all across yeah, Europe. Yes, it's, it's everywhere. It's particularly yeah. bad. Like you know, it, it's bad in Denmark. It's bad in Sweden. It's bad in Germany and Bel- yeah. But well, anyway, you th- I think of like Holland. You think of Holland and Belgium, and you think of oh yeah, they're like cleaner, more progressive countries. You know, they don't binge drink. You know, they're, they're not. They don't behave badly like us unruly Brits and things. But when it comes to Holland, it's, their companies are among oh, some of the worst. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's, when it comes, it, it comes to down to competition, if someone else is people. doing it, you'll have to do it to compete. And, but anyway, sorry, I cut across your, your train of thought. You were you were saying about um, what's coming out in the next one. We'll have my part two. Oh, well, well anyway, you, you want to know about the background of magazine publishing? Um, well, maybe you don't, but you're going to find out about the name. <laughs> we decided to do this 132-page issue for the end of the year, um, which was a difficult one. It means that we're spending a lot more on content, but we're not charging any extra in it for the magazine in the hope that it's going to sell some extra issues and advertising. Um, yeah. Our concern is that it runs headfirst into some major pre-Christmas lockdown where they end up shutting a lot of shops and people can't go out and get it. Mm. Uh, we've already removed our competition from that. We had a giveaway where you could win money and um, clothes and uh, cleaning products, but we've taken that out and we're going to hold it over until spring and hopefully when COVID's not as serious an issue as it is at the moment. But we're going for it, 132 pages, which is quite a uh, quite an undertaking um, in this environment. So we're hoping that because truck and driver circulation and sales somehow, and even with the state of the distribution apparently being the way it is, it's held up. We're selling the same amount of magazines as we were at the start of the year, Good. which is amazing. It's outperforming the sector, and thank you so much to everybody who who buys it and goes hunting for it as well. Really appreciate that. But anyway, I've got this. I've got two weeks left of the 132-page issue, which is okay, but then I had a meeting with our production department who said, uh, how are you going to do the next two issues of the year? And I said... What do you mean the next two issues? I said, I've got one. I've got one more issue to do this year. And they're like, no, no, you've got two. And I was like, how? I says, I've got the Christmas issue, which comes comes out and runs through December. And then I've got a January issue, which I have to come... This is a traditionally a difficult issue in publishing because you have to finish it before Christmas, which means you get a, a week less to do it. And I said, then I've got my January issue to finish, which comes out... Well, my Feb... January issue, which will come out at the end of December. But yeah. no, someday in production has decided that we are going to take a 132-page bumper issue off sale a week early on the 18th of December, and then we're going to sell our wall planner issue from the 18th of December and take it off sale on the 8th of January for an extra issue which comes out then. So I've got an issue which is going to be in sale for three weeks over the festive mm. period. People won't even know that's out. So I was like sitting there... Um, scratching my head trying to find a solution to that on Friday going this is who's designed this this isn't possible so they're away to go and have a look about it and uh, work out what to do and I'm like people won't even know the issues come out we've got an extra 132 page issue which needs to be on sale for the whole of December and then we've got a wall planner issue which needs to be on sale for the whole of January and I don't know who's I don't know who's done the dates and sorted all this out but I'm like I can't do it. Yeah. I literally don't have enough content because we've not shot content all summer. There isn't. I can fill the next two magazines, I think. But after that, I mean, I just don't have that don't wealth have of stuff. How am I going to do it? On, even, how am I going to go out and do loads and loads of photo shoots in January? Even the, the, the days of even the, the summer. The, no, that's not its worst. Even with <sighs> the three I've the three I've sent you from Ireland lately. Yeah, and and I've got some great <laughs> stuff coming in from you. I'm glad to I'm glad to have you back. That's for oh, sure. That's Don't be going to yeah, Australia well, we again got... anytime soon. But further, yeah. furthermore, all that I've got my driver CPC runs out. Uh, the calendar. My driver CPC runs out on like the fifteenth of December. So the uh, week commencing the seventh of December, I'm doing my ADR at the RHA in Livingston. I used to have my ADR tanks and packages in 2011, but it ran out. I'm just doing packages this time because there's absolutely no chance of me driving tankers. But I've also got that to do in December. And because I haven't been able to go anywhere and do anything this year, I've got 17 days of holiday to take 
and they're like, uh, are you taking any holidays between now and the end of the year? And I'm like, well, More driving. No, well, not if you're going to make me try and do an extra issue of the magazine, so... Mm. Well, an update, an update on, on that, there's a lot of politics that goes on, goes oh, on and a lot too. of meetings behind the scenes producing producing all this. I don't want to go and like drop, I don't want to do an issue that's kind of, after going on such a strong run with these issues that we've had lately, I don't want to go and do a kind of one that I've just thrown out the door in eight yeah, working days. It's not going to happen. Mm. Not going to happen. But I've got my ADR and Volvo want to give me the new FM 4 by 2 which I drove oh, yeah. briefly. There's a video of it on YouTube with me having a little shot of it. Um, they wanted to give me that for Christmas, and I can use that at Pollock's running Amazon or Royal Mail trailers because they are going to be, like, online shopping is going to be unbelievably busy. Oh, yeah. But the, the way that I'm tight with time, I'll have to run, like, four on and do, like, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. It's the only way I'm going to be able to drive it yeah. uh, to get the time in there. So I'm quite looking forward to driving that little Volvo because it was so comfortable it was just as comfortable as a big truck but in a really small compact package so that's yeah. what i've got coming up and of course i was going to attempt i've got the opportunity to do a, a european run to denmark which would entail me leaving on boxing day morning um, and yeah. but i don't know i don't know if i can do that now because i'm reading the rha this yeah. morning are saying that the the debt like the UK government has removed the exclusion for hauliers from Denmark. If if you haul freight and are out of Denmark, oh, well. you've got to isolate mm-hmm. for fourteen days. But I'm sure it says on the government website that that's not the case. That if you're hauling freight in uh, Denmark, you are excluded from the fourteen day self isolation, which yeah. has come in because of this mink farm thing. And yeah, you know, I'm, regular. I'm, I'd imagine people, transport would be okay. Yeah, well, the RHR are saying the opposite thing on Twitter this morning, and I've retweeted a couple of things. There's a guy called Shane Woodford, who is a Canadian journalist in Denmark, who I've been following him, uh, and he's really he's got a lot of really useful tweets and information that he comes up about the situation because of my vested interest in there. And he had tweeted us this morning, um, and it said, Entry to the UK is no longer possible for non-British freight forwarders who have been in Denmark during the last 14 days. That means if you're a UK operator and you've been to Denmark, reloaded and come back, you're okay. But the way that I read that is, if you're an Irish operator or a German operator and you've been to Denmark and you want to come back to the UK, you can't do it. Well, the problem there is, and I've, I've, I've come into, into the UK a few times lately, and uh, there's just so much stuff coming in there that they can't, they can't keep track of everything. Uh, so. Uh, freight Maybe. exemption removed. So UK. And oh, here it is. It is here. <coughs> news story. Freight exemption removed. So UK haulage drivers arriving from Denmark are now required to self-isolate on entry. Uh, well, you can self-isolate it. Self-isolate in the cab of your truck. You're you're doing an essential service, so you have to you have to keep working and, That's and crazy. Keep, keep the goods on the shelf, and you can self-isolate there in your truck. Anyway, do you want to hear what I was driving lately? Yes, let's get on with what you've been <laughs> up to and all your European uh, adventures and things because you came back yeah. to Ireland and then you were there for about three minutes and then you've been away back out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I've been, I've been, yeah, just keeping, uh, I'm actually keeping even a little bit busier than I normally would just because of the whole lockdown thing. A bit boring around at the moment. We have pubs and everything are closed here. So since I was talking to you the last time I've driven, um, what was the first one I get into? I get into uh, 2013. R560 top line 4x2. Oh. Left hand drive. Very nice. Very nice. So, uh, yeah, I went, um, picked that up in, in the west of Ireland and, and I went down to, uh, right down into the, the southwest, uh, down to a little fishing port there and put a load of fish on. But uh, it was actually quite nice, you know, driving in the west of Ireland. We're, we're getting a lot more motorways now in Ireland, which is obviously good for, for speed and. Uh, and progress, but a little bit boring. But there's there's certain routes you go you go on which are just still they haven't changed really much over time. But apart from a little bit of a change to the condition of the road, but we'll say from um, when you go from I think it's the, it's the N20 from from Limerick and, and, and go southwest and down to little towns, Abbeyfield and Adair, Athey, all those kind of places. Yeah, so it was it, it was it was a quite enjoyable. It was just in that truck and uh, about let's say I don't know what time it was like two in the morning or something. 
you ever get that sinking feeling, literally a sinking feeling, all the air goes out of your seat and you're looking at the gauges and the, and the air dropped out of it, but uh, we had a little, little mechanical difficulty, I lost all the air, so I was kind of just stuck. Managed to get oh, in off that, the side. That, of the literally, the air literally dropped out everything. That's not like a figure of speech. No, exactly. Yeah, L- literally, yeah, the I, air. Actually yeah, dropped yeah. The air out it was I. a sinking <laughs> feeling. The the seat. I actually started sinking down in the seat, and uh, I was left sitting down with with no air in the seat, which is probably the default position for a lot of Scania drivers. But that's another issue. But anyway, um, yeah, I, well, I drive with air dumped out the seat in quite a few trucks, but not yeah, all of them. Uh, a Scania some, certainly not. You're right in the floor if you do that. Yeah, that's right. that's what it's all about. The big white steering wheel just up over your up over your your forehead, Dougie. You need to get with the. But anyway, yeah, we had a little just a little um, uh, an air leak, but managed to managed to just get around it. And luckily enough, I didn't have to ring 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 the ring the uh, the office at, at uh, an ungodly hour in the morning. So we got going again. But um, yeah, we loaded loaded down in a little fishing village and brought brought a load of fish. It was destined for Spain. So from there, uh, went across to Ross Lair, which is quite a nice drive. You know, you're going across um, through Killarney and uh, Macroon, nice kind of a town that's been bypassed at the moment, which you could say that's fortunate or, or unfortunate. But uh, then out, which way did it go? Then Ross Lair, Pembroke, and then down to uh, Portsmouth, and uh, Portsmouth to Cannes, then Brittany Ferries, lovely. Always nice crossing with Brittany Ferries. Although the food is not... Uh, free, you get a fifty percent discount, and as a freight driver, and it's you know it's, it's well worth it. You don't mind paying when it's when the food is that good. But uh, it was just really really quiet because because of lockdowns and very so you get a cabin to yourself, and, and from there I was able to uh, down into the Basque country in Spain. Oh, um, lovely! Uh, yeah, it was lovely. And actually, when I got down there, um, the, the, the next day was a was a national holiday in Spain, so I had a whole day of just uh, ambling around a lovely sleepy little Spanish fishing village. And uh, it's just unusual that the different regulations, the corona regulations they have in different countries. So in Spain, you have to wear a face mask. I may have said this before. Wear a face mask everywhere in public, but at the same time, all the bars and all the restaurants were open. So <laughs> it doesn't you know, make any sense. Yeah, these doesn't make any sense mandates, whatsoever. But I mean, I, they don't yeah, make any I, sense. No, yeah, because you go in, you're, you're standing at the bar, and and because um, obviously you have to stand there, you know, ordering your. Uh, by the way, the What's food that? down there absolutely. Unbelievable, just the quality and the price that like you're getting a, a four course meal for like eleven or twelve okay. euros. So, um, oh. yeah, it but a few it was weeks and they'll be putting it in a blender and you've got to suck it in through a straw through the side of your mask. Well, your chicken, I tell you your what, roast I, dinner. Yeah, I, 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 just just the way the Spanish lifestyle goes and the way they're they're just into that whole little bar sort of cafe culture. I, I struggled to see it, but anyway, um, yeah, I had a I had a had a very enjoyable day there and and uh, we're a backload of. Back loaded up around the south of France, there into uh, back into the into the UK, which which a lot of Irish haulers will do because there's um apparently there's a lot of freight now moving from Ireland back back to the UK. So I've even heard of trucks running empty from Ireland out to the UK to get loads. So I'm pretty sure there might be might be a fairly a fairly decent rate, you know. So it pays to do two loads, do one from uh-huh. the continent back to the, back to the UK and then one one into Ireland. So that was that. I was in the five sixty. Then I had a couple of days in an S seven thirty tag. Oh, now the S cab's not one that you've mentioned before. It's not your favourite lorry, perhaps. No, no. I just uh, I just find that in them that they're just you're sitting too high and you're sitting on them as opposed to sitting into them. So I just oh. yeah, I couldn't get uh, I couldn't get completely comfortable. Oh. Having said that, now having said that, I think I might have been. Um, I was probably. Uh, a little bit more in awe of the fact that it was in uh, it was in a seven thirty and I had a, it was a pretty, pretty nice looking truck and I had a I had a nice cheroo with all sorts of pallet carriers and boxes and all every every extra you could get and uh. um, so I was done yeah I just did a, did a few days around kind of the west and and uh, and the south of Ireland um, down on the Barrow Peninsula I was loading loading shellfish there and that just for just for the normal driver that goes out and it he was on his brake so I was doing that and I have to say that was quite enjoyable. Um, I didn't. I was wondering what the tag was going to be like. I drove a two point nine meter tag before, just a couple of days, a five sixty, and uh, with no, no air suspension in the front. And I, I, I thought it was pretty, pretty shocking to be honest. On the bad roads, the cab not. But that thing surprised me how smooth it was. I think it was a three point one meter chassis, air suspension on the front, and yeah, um, makes all it, the difference these days. I don't see that. I keep. I'm surprised that manufacturers keep putting out demo units with single leaf. Uh, springs on the mm. front rather than air. The last few I've had have been like that. The Iveco S-Way was, the yeah. Mercedes Actros well, was. Um, I know. But it seems to be I, more and more people are on air on the front. So well, I know for a fact that 
I've got a I've got a friend who's he's pricing up a couple of new new Scanyans at the moment, and um, it's it was fourteen hundred euros extra for air suspension on the front. So he was he was ordering That's nothing. No, exactly. He's ordering a few tags, and I said, just don't even think about it. Just get the air because uh, you'll you'll need it, especially in Ireland. So um, yeah, had a, had a couple of days, and that was, yeah, I quite enjoyed it. So I kind of um, I suppose I maybe got a little bit more of a of a liking for the S after that. Although uh, later on in the day, I was in an FH five forty. Uh, by the way, that was a right-hand drive tag it was in, and then like an hour later, I was in the left-hand drive five forty Volvo. Just the driver had run out of time and. And I have to say, um, it, you know, obviously it didn't have the wow factor that that you get when you're sitting up in a big in a big seven thirty tag. But I will say, the minute I sat into that that Volvo driver's seat, I was like, ah, oh, this is just comfort. Nobody, well, I won't say nobody, but certainly Scan, you cannot do a seat like Volvo can do. Um, even the driving position was just just perfect. I just get into it. I thought, oh, you know, feels at home. It's a truck just, that I was fits you sorry? the best. Yeah, it just felt like just yeah, it felt like being at home. Not not too uh, not too quit as like like I say, it was it was a you know awesome truck the the seven thirty. But I just find in in little things like that personally, I find the no, seat and the, the driving position. Yeah, it was just um, just just really nice. So that was that was a few of those, Dougie. And uh, what did I was in? What was in after that then? I went from that then to uh, two thousand fifteen Reg. Sorry, this is that was all for one company, and then I went. You know, that was just kind of filling in a bit of casual time or. When guys were on holidays and then... Um, time, are <laughs> yeah, what's that? A bit of casual time, I went into the Basque region of Spain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, I think I maybe had a week off or something. And then I was in... Uh, was a different With a different outfit then. I was in a 2015 uh, 620 mid-lift and Drive. And I did uh, did a load of, load of beef from Ireland out to, out to Germany. Three drops over in the east of Germany, Leipzig, that sort of... That's our how sort you, of area, and um, go ahead. Uh, how do you get on with the drops and things in Germany? Do you have to like phone up and ask where they are and make sure they're okay well, and, and things like that? Because when I was in, doing, when I'm doing yeah. stuff in domestically, I'm like usually like getting phoning people up and asking where things are and if there's anything I need to know when I'm coming into places and things. Yeah. Just because I'm to, usually quite paranoid about you know turning yeah, up to be somewhere fair, and it's a was, dead end I, and I block the I, place I, up and. In 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 that particular instance, like we'll say in in the one. That I've written about in the current truck and driver, where I had eleven or twelve drops in Italy. None of those I knew, so I had to just kind of find them all myself. But this one, let's say Germany, so everything loads on a Friday night. All the Irish stuff going out, all the all the fresh stuff goes out on a Friday night. But where I was loading, the guys are there every week, and uh, they were able to just uh, tell me where all the drops were. They actually just sent me all the drop pins, you know, on Google Maps. So it was really easy. I was, I was, you know, you're just going out there completely at ease knowing that like you know where all the drops are and Germany is not really that not that overly complicated either so uh, yeah. and, and the good th- the good thing about doing deliveries with, with meat is once you get there that they're waiting for you and they want to take the stuff off you so um, I shipped out that time I shipped out on the uh, hull to uh, the Europort crossing so um, it's quite quite funny actually now when you go out in that boat I think it's the the pride of all might be in pretty short sure. nice nice big P&O ferry um, I think they actually call it the, the party boat there's lots of bars on and that but uh, they still do a bit of live entertainment so it's it's, it's kind of quite unusual now that you can sit around and have a, few, have a few drinks and there's a bit of entertainment but it was just so quiet I actually felt sorry for the for the entertainers that were on the ship because it's just um, just you know so few uh, in, in the audience but um, that was it so yeah the first trip I did two trips for the, for, on for that company the first one I came back from came back on that crossing again L- lovely way to ship just you know you're on that ferry for like 14 hours and just uh, you avoid all that Calais and all that Belgium, yeah. Just, it's, yeah it's good for us if we can get the for us like getting the laptop open you can get a bit of work done and things as well for uh well I probably didn't <laughs> do a huge amount but I know just yeah see the thing is you I had all I had great intentions for that but then then you end up knowing guys on the boat and you just go up and say oh let's go up here and have a little drink with you and see and you see, you know, you have a couple of drinks, just chatting, and, and next thing there's there's no um, <laughs> there's no laptop open, but it's it's good to you know that you can have a you know socialize a little bit. So um, yeah, so that's that's kind of all. That's all what I've, what I've been doing lately. Yeah, I've been been keeping quite busy. So yeah, just, good good stuff. Yeah. I would like to get you. I'll see what I can. I'm still on the case to try and find you um, find you a demonstrator to go and 
to go and drive. Yeah. Um, what about that? Um, what about that left hooker that's going around Ireland? That that wine one. I think everybody's. Oh, the uh, S way. Yeah, because I mean, mm. you'll happily drive a left a left hooker, won't uh, you? Yeah, this is the, that's your thing. Yeah, if, uh, I'd like to uh, yeah, I think. Yeah, definitely. I'll go and ask the question about that because I I think mm. uh, I've been banging on about the S way. Um, because obviously I did 2,000 mile, miles in it and I think it's a great thing when you sit your first impression yeah. when you get in is like looking directly at the dash is oh it's just the same as Astralis and they've not they've not really done enough with the dash it's a bit too much black plastic on it but that's once you get past that just the aesthetics of it that's one hell of a good handling and riding and performing truck yeah. um, and it's gonna it's, it pushes a it Pushes Iveco several notches up the up the league table, especially on driver appeal. Um, so it'd be interesting to find out what you what you what you yeah. think of that because I mean I, well, I always thought that even for the few faults of the Stralis, like you say, getting into that Volvo. Anytime I got into a, like a nice Stralis, I was like, mm. this fits me well. I like the way that it's set up, and I like the very yeah. light, precise steering and all that. And there's certain I can some people would get in them and go, oh no, I, I don't. I don't like yeah. this at all because I'm not used to it. Maybe it's a, maybe it's an acquired taste, but if if I can, that's a good thought because you can take a left hand drive four by two. I'd love I'd love to because it's not and the the problem here is like it's it's everything here is Scania Volvo. That's it, you know. Now, yeah, and then you've okay, got okay. If I want like well, well, what I, what I want what I'm going to do a trip. That's what that's what I'm going to end up driving. Like it's it's either a Scania or a Volvo. Now, a couple of guys. With daft, not not that many, maybe a couple of Renaults, but certainly you won't find a nice, definitely won't find a nice Iveco at, at the moment, anyway. Um, and even even a nice Mercedes Benz. There are, there are Mercedes Benz, obviously doing the long distance stuff, but they're all Aye, really very desirable. So yeah, if you could, if you could, yeah, I wouldn't mind I'll jot that, that down as well because I'm trying to find I'm trying to find Chris something as well. Chris Madison's after something because I think at the moment. Um, well, I'm going to need to go and speak to him as well. He's, see what he's doing with his phone because I think he's getting it resprayed. So he was looking for a truck, oh, a, yeah. a truck as well. As well, so I was like seeing if there were any like there's like there's a huge stock of like seven. There's, there's always big X fleet disposal stuff coming back in. That's three years old that people are needing yes. out and contract higher and requirements mm. for Euro six. So I'll see if I can mm. find something there as well. But that would be good to get you on a European trip with an S. I'm sure Iveco would yeah, like that as I well. Do a bit of yeah, do a write up on it and um, see how that goes. It'd be something different. Anyway, that's, I think it's quite smart looking truck. I wouldn't wouldn't mind driving it. Anyway, it's quite, quite, it's, it's quite well built enough. There's a nice step at the front. You can bend. You you pull this front step down at the lower part of the grill so you can stand mm. on it and clean the windscreen and it's solid and the lockers are solid and the door slams shut properly. You don't need to slam it shut twice. The sort of thing, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, Aye, um, um, now, sorry, can I just say there was something else actually. I was just, I had to just, I scribbled it down here. Just, I was thinking about it. Um, I was looking at something on YouTube lately, and there was trucks, the grab hire trucks, going in around London, and uh, they had a little, little window cut out of the door, the passenger side door down low. And I was in, uh, I was in, I think it was in Newport Pagman Services during the weekend. Pretty nice F816 650 came in with a, even like a new boom four axle low loader, but he also had that little window. It's like, remember the window you'd have on a Ford Cargo yes. or... Yeah, and it's this is cut out into the door, so I said, well, what's... what's is, well, that's, is some that some trucks have got that for, um, like, Fars and, like, certain yeah. ur- urban things where they, they go... Yeah. You, you tend to see it in tippers um, Yeah, more this than, was in a, like, an FH-16, 650, double-drive Arctic, and um, he said, I said, he said we, it's, yeah, for Fars, whatever that stands for, going on to sites yeah. and... Uh, I said, Jesus, it's an ugly looking thing. And he said, uh, oh yeah. And he said, I can't let the passenger window down at all now because of that. Ah, because I locked it off. Oh, Great. Yeah. So I just wanted to, <laughs> I don't know. I was wondering, is that is that just a London thing? Or I was thinking, well. No, no, there's, you, get it, you get it all over, the, you can get it all over the country now and it's going to be, it'll be coming in uh, probably into, into more trucks. You see a lot of Semex trucks have got it. Yeah. Uh, well, the thing, got, I, the thing I was kind of wondering, well, so like see now Nearly every truck I'm getting into nowadays has a little camera down there. And, you yeah, know, it's got a near-side camera, you, so you shouldn't really... Put your left indicator on, the camera comes on, or it was in... That Magnum was in, you could actually have that camera on all the time. 
um, just that it was it was just a little screen on top of dash, and I was just thinking, what's what's those little windows seem pretty useless. Yeah, well, there's, there's all sorts of stuff going on. Like the bloody highway code in the UK, they're out for consultation to make it change. So cyclists have always got priority. So if you're trying to swing out in an Arctic oh, to make a left-hand yeah. turn, a cyclist has the right by law to go down the inside of, which is what it's like yeah. in countries in Europe where they've got loads of bikes. It's like yeah. that in Copenhagen, and I think it's maybe like that in some Dutch places where yeah, the culture yeah. has always been like that and people still get run over so they're now going to attempt to push this through in the UK mm. after telling people do not go down the inside of trucks which is just another uh, stupid farcical farcical thing so we need to watch out for that but it's putting all the it's putting more and more of the responsibility onto the driver unfortunately that's right yes sorry so which are plans for next week plans for next week um at the moment, probably Sunday now. I was just going to see what see what tomorrow brings, and uh, I had a one guy on to me to see if I he's got a driver on holidays next next week, and um, see if I if I drive his truck. So I'll just wait and see what happens there. But I've kind of I've sort of had a little bit. I've, I've had enough of Germany now for, for a few weeks, so uh, I'll have to wait and see when he comes back. I think a lot of his work goes there. Um, what else then? There was. Uh, guy I was working for when I was home in 2018 just does a lot of local work here I think he was sort of looking for my number mm -hmm. as well so I think oh, give well. him so a few up not, nothing um, nothing uh, committed to nothing nothing in, in set down in stone yet but uh, you never know what I will end up driving well it'll probably be it'll more than likely it'll be a Scania but just who will it be for well, see, I see where that, see where that S way is because I'd forgotten I'd kind of discounted the left hand drive four by two but I think that they would oh, possibly God, no. jump at the opportunity to get to get that used and taken like across into Europe somewhere, you know, that would yeah. be perfect for that. Oh, so. yeah. yeah, well, I'm sure, I'm, you know, if I was, whoever uh, I'd be going for, it'd be, they'd be, you know, once they'd be providing I'm the diesel and you know, I mean, the I'm, I'm so they'd, they'd have a truck my, for free. Uh, I'm chained to my desk for the rest of the year, I think, with the amount of responsibility I've got with truck and driver and uh, obviously, well, I can't do that yeah. extra issue in eight days, but that aside anyway, I think uh, the only time I'll be out is probably in that in that Volvo, so that's all right. Yeah, though. I just yeah. want to get to the get to get to the other side of uh, and into twenty twenty one because in January everything that's will it. magically be so much better. Uh, exactly, it'll be just it'll be uh, just a distant memory in the rearview mirror. It will be no or, doubt at all. no doubt in my mind at all. We won't have any mutated uh, animal strains or anything like that. It's going to be nah. it's going to be brilliant. <laughs> oh, it'll be truck shows and yeah, it'll be. Uh... Yeah, that's a good, 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 good fun right. next year. And that's it, holidays, everything, everything, yeah. Right, Paul, I'll let yeah, you crack on until your Sunday, and I shall catch up with you again um, very soon. Very good. Nice Brilliant. to speak to you. All right, cool, hey, catch you later. Cheers, bye-bye. Welcome back, Chris Madison, to the Trucking Driver podcast. Howdy doody from the Misty Pennines. We're going to hit 50 episodes before the end of the year if we keep going at this rate. We're having a party? Uh, no. <laughs> it's completely... Excellent, I look forward to that then. It's completely impossible. Oh, dear, oh dear, oh dear. Carlisle. Carlisle, yes. Oh dear. If I sound, a bit, Carlisle. If I sound a bit stuffed up, it's because I've got a big clod of toilet roll stuffed up my nose because I got a nosebleed this morning. And it wasn't it has as well, I can see it. It wasn't because of the news that Denmark has completely banned uh, well, the UK's banned all travel between Denmark. If you drive a truck and you've been to Denmark, you need to self-isolate for 14 days. That's how heavily they're taking the the mutated corona mink thing. Ugh. But my, my nosebleed was nothing to do with that. I just picked my... I was just lying in bed and picked my nose. I'm sorry to admit. <laughs> Mutated Corona Mink. That's a good name for a heavy metal band. I'm having that. I'm going to copyright that. Yes. God, I, yeah. <sighs> Who even knew? They kept that a bloody secret. Anyway, I thought this was a progressive country. 1% of gross domestic product is on uh, mink farms. My dad... I was speaking to my dad last night, and he said there used to be a mink farm over by Alawa somewhere. Uh, back in like the oh, we had one in Huddersfield. Back in the 1950s, and, in... and he said it stank. <clears throat> you could smell it from like miles I... away because these are like stinky animals. Uh, in 80s, in the... well, animal liberation lot, 
broke into this mink farm down on Leeds Road in Huddersfield and let mink out, so they decimated an entire river system completely. Ripped the arse out of Huddersfield from one end to other. Nice work, animal livers. Good one. Because yeah, they're not nice, they're quite destructive animals, aren't they? Uh... Oh, the nasty, nasty little things, I mean, absolutely. They kill for kicks. Um, yeah, there are still a few packs up and down country in mink hounds, but obviously um, not enough, unfortunately. Aye, yeah, I was surprised to go and see that, but with my master plan, you know, I was thinking, well, I tell you what, because we had thought, there was a, a consideration of, could I fly to Denmark this weekend and go out, because Britain was on a travel corridor and there were forms mm. you could fill in um, to to basically be allowed entry into the country, probably just as well I didn't attempt that. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, of all the countries in the world, the one you want to go to is the yeah. crazy one with the bad mink. The crazy one, yeah, the crazy one with the virulent strain. Eh? Who, who had that down? Who, who could have predicted that? Mm. <laughs> and even my master plan for going away, like going away and doing some European trucking and going across at Christmas, that's probably up in the slates now as well. Because uh, yeah. while they go, they've got to dispose of seventeen million of them. And I've been told that the incineration process, they, they can't do it quick enough. And there's been trucks sitting with a mink in them. And they've been like, sorry if you're like eating or eating or, I don't know, wasn't this, but they were like swelling up like balloons in the trucks. And because there wasn't mm-hmm. enough space, they were starting to like pop out the top of the tippers. Like sort of like just like Super. start. Uh, so now they've got the army in, and I take it they must be building like pyres to go and, that's pyres, P-Y-R-E-S, not pies. Um, to to go in and incinerate them all, I so I all fun all fun and games there there anyway, not he lied he lied yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, I'm not even like I'm just I've just accepted accepted things you know I'm gonna go back and watch the world at war and watch what it was like in Marvelous. 1940 during the Blitz when you know the Nazis were bulldozing their way across Europe and nobody knew when they could see each other again and it looked tremendously dark and I'm just sitting here hoping, well, you know, hopefully things will be back to a bit more normal next spring. So's everybody. We're all in the we're all in the same boat, really, with that. Oh, well, mm, mm, Boris, Boris, Boris promises us that we're going to all be jabbed in the ass by spring and we're all going to be out skipping around in the daffodils. Yeah, he said the football, but we're all going to be back in football stadiums in November mm. as well, so I'm not sure about that. Aye. Anyway, what have you decided to do with your truck this week? Is, are you, have you booked? Are you, are you going? What option is it? Is it option one, two, or three? Are you selling it? Are you keeping it as it is? Are you? Are you... She's booked in for painting on twenty eighth, as you well know, young man. And well, I, I may well I know need, that, but our, our readers. I just our need some wheels. Our listeners don't know. That. I'm trying to sort of some wheels at wheels at the moment. Mm. That's something from I've had, um, next week. I've had a really interesting week. Um, I had a. <clears throat> I had a day on the visor the other day, you know, the pigeon visor. Well, I uh, took that off and it fell in bits when I undid it. Oh, the brackets, one with the so, flying uh, haggis. Ah, uh, mm. so the silver one fell in three bits. I thought, right, fine, it's all right, I'm going to go down to Ultimate and pick up my super-duper Dutch mega-deep, can't-see-a-bloody-thing box visor. Great. Bob down there, 200 quid worth of silver paint on it, looking super. Came back up home. Does it fit? Does it bollocks? How was it for? Does it bollocks? Hmm? What is it for? It, is it not for? What a, was it for? Is it not for that model of truck? What's wrong with it? It's not for anything I've got in the yard. That's for sure. So, um, spoke to Craig. He's on with the Dutchies that sent it direct. I ordered it through Craig. Obviously, McCallum's and he. Um, was it for a Euro Six CF or something like that? I don't know what it's for. Hmm. It uh, brackets aren't even right spacings. Never mind right holes. So we've got this uh, expensive deep visor. If anybody wants a mystery visor or a sledge, it'll do for either. Uh, and I've just left it to Craig now. He's on with the Dutchies trying to figure out what it is they've sent me. It could be for an MAN. It could be for anything. Who knows? But it came in a big box, sent it straight to the paint shop. They've painted it and it's come back and it's nothing to do with our wagon. Ugh. So she's gone retro. She's got the old smoke visor back on out of the container. We took off three years since. Oh. She's, uh, she's looking very dignified and retro at the moment. Oh, very nice, aye. Well, Hardly any swearing that day. No, I can imagine. Hmm. No. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, mine's... No. Um, Mine's, um, well, I'm supposed to be later on today, I'm supposed to be selling it. I've decided to let it go. Um, 
Stephen has been at me who is it? I mean, fair play for persistence, like because ever since he had a loan of it, he's been at me. He's wanting to buy it, so um, he's supposed to be coming and picking it up from me later on today, and then um, he'll be putting it to work. Uh, although his Yankee's going to go and change all the fluids and like the gearbox and axle and um, engine oil first because it has been sitting it has been sitting about for a while. Yeah. But it did it did go it did go through the MOT. Okay. The only thing I did have to go in for a retest for brakes, but it was only because they weren't really like hot enough. Like they needed a really good scrub, so it got taken out and got thrashed again, and then it, uh. and then it went through. It needed what did it need? I needed a mirror glass, track rod ends, um, replace the front hubs and discs that I supplied, and then it needed two front ABS sensors. Uh, so that wasn't too bad. So Stephen's going to put it to work. The, the realistic alternative is, with the amount of work that I've got in the go with the magazine and everything, what is that truck going to do? If I go and... I'll just go and end up parking it up again and I'll end up sitting getting rusty and getting green corroded yeah. wires on it. He's willing to um, he's willing to go and put it to work and do stuff do stuff with it. So I think um, yep he can come and take it away. I have priced it reasonably. I'm not I'm not making anything out of it, but I'm not massively losing out of it really either. So just one of those one of those things. I'm going to close the chapter on that. I I think it's pretty safe to say I'm not going to be going out as an owner driver anytime soon in the current climate. Although there would be plenty of work, work available, truck and drivers taking up more than more than enough of my time. Yeah. So farewell, sweet phone. He says I can have as many shots of it as I want because he's got, he's got an extra truck and operator's license, so I can go out and uh, maybe I'll let, I'll let him uh, uh, do all the snagging on it first because it's been sitting about for a bit. You know, it's probably going to pop a few things, put a few lights on as yeah. it as it warms up and gets back into the rhythm of things. But that truck is definitely. It could definitely go back to work. You see, there's a few alphas popped up for sale recently, and some of them are uh, pretty tired looking. You would say. Um, yeah, yeah. Good pro, decent project for for someday, I suppose, if you're wanting to get right in about it. But um, I'd say you'd, yeah. you'd be definitely worth paying a bit extra and getting one like mine. But there aren't any, or one like yours, which is like the top, mm. the top alpha. Yeah, well, mine, <clears throat> mine sold. Technically, but he's um, he said, let me know when you're happy to let me have it. So I says, well, what do you mean? He says, well, next week, next month, next year. Either way, I'm having it. So it's 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 sold when I want to finally find a pair of balls and sell it. So yeah, when you find, need it. to find but something done. else, replace suitable replacement-wise as well. So the chap that wants it has showed me where it's going to be living in its fantastic spot. So um, now I've just got to good decide. Decide when she's going to retirement mode. Oh, no. oh, well, at least with the US zones not coming in, the pressure's off with that, so you can just... Well, there's that. You might as well... You know, that would have decided. There's factor. no point signing up for and... something in the run-up to Christmas in January as, as well. Well, the chaos the chaos that's going to follow New Year's Day this year, I think, for at least a month, is going to be epic. Our team that we pull for have said as much, saying, um, you know... Don't do anything hasty for January because we're forecasting a shitstorm. Yeah, well, they sort out all this no-deal Brexit, how they're going to get the trailers mm. in and out and process everything. Mm. It's going to be messy January, mm. so I might, I might get a lot of DIY done. Yeah, well, you're as well not having to go and put payments out on a new trucker at that point, are you? Exactly. And um, my good friend, Mr. Roebuck in North Yorkshire, the pallet master, he, um, I barely, barely listen to his advice ever, but he... Um, it's consistently banged on. Do not be buying a new truck this year. Do not be. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but and he's like, yes, but nothing. Trust daddy. There must be, uh, there I, must be a bit of traction. Actually, there must be traction knocking about as well, elsewhere in January. There is. Is it, is now. it worth? Is it? Uh, is it going to be but worth there doing? Isn't is it going to be a big? Is it going to be a big scramble for it? Do you think? Is it going to? Everybody's going to be uh, chasing round and rate cutting in January if Boris and uh, Ursula and Co don't sort this shit out. Yeah, oh, I think our job's going to get busy. Sometimes, yeah. The railroad job, you know, the unaccompanied's going to get busy. It's got to do because people aren't going to send accompanied freight over while it's in chaos. So our routes are busy. I mean, our dock is chaos at the minute because Hull, uh, the Zebra boat out of Hull, they've knocked it off, so everything's coming through us. 
So it's bloody awful at the mm. moment getting in and out. So it's going to be busy, but there's going to be a lull if they don't get a deal sorted out in January. There is going to be a period where everything's coming in and going at the customs hold, so there's going to be nothing to do. And then I imagine they're going to build up like two or three weeks with the trailers in in store, and then they'll start at the front. So you'll always you won't be able to send trailers in red hot on Thursday night to deliver Friday like they try and do now. It's going to be right. loaded last week, shipped this week, deliver next week, I think, until it gets going. So, you know, we'll be a week behind, but the bulk will be there. But I don't want to be, you know, staring down sharp end of uh, £2,000 a month finance when we're Egg. sitting in the yard fiddling. Exactly. Aye. Nice. It's, it's the correct choice, I think, Still. just to... Just to hold on to it for a bit until we see what on earth's going to happen mm. over the over the next few few months. Uh, say I've got, mm. um, I I don't I've got a lot of truck and driver stuff to do for the end for the end of the year, and then we're not starting afresh next year. We have a wall planner free with the January issue, uh, which I don't, they're going to ambitiously put some dates on that because Truck Fest have released some dates, and we're releasing convoy in the park dates and everything like that and what. Oh well, you know, a bit of a bit of optimism, yeah. Have a look. Let's round this podcast off with some good lorry news. Let's see if we can find some good news. Oh yes, here we go. Here's a good one. Bear in truck is too busy to care about humans. This hilarious video from Alaska shows a brazen bear who gorged on the treat in the back of a truck without even noticing the humans going <clears throat> crazy. So there you go. A bear has broken into a truck and eaten something in it. Uh, wow. Hmm. World news. World news, yeah. Mm. I'm trying to look for good news. It's not easy. Brazenbear.com. There's a website. You should um, brazen probably bear, get yeah. that one. Yeah, do you, know, do, you know what a, yeah. do you know what a bear actually is? I do, indeed, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. And I suppose technically I'd be one of those if I was oh, you, you, um, uh, batting for other teams. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, get that website. Yeah. New highway code pins the blame on drivers, which of course it does. Old news, we got there first. Yeah, we, we knew about that anyway. Yep, basically, that anything bad happens, they're going to blame you. Even if a cyclist goes and runs head on into the front of your truck, it's your fault yeah. for being there. Even if you're not there. Yeah, even if you're even if you're parked up standing in a socially distanced queue trying to get a Greg's and a cyclist runs into your lorry, that'll be your fault coming up just shortly. It'll be your fault. Definitely. Like all these idiots that keep crashing on muddy roads, you know, and that farmers are harvesting sugar beet the same way they've done for a hundred years. Moron crashes into fence for doing seventy round bend on country lane mm. in an inch of mud. Bastard farmers. Yeah. Uh, what's right, this? Fourth of November. Ross Eighth accident. Driver on drugs fell asleep and crashed into a lorry. Um, a Ross Eighth driver fell oh. asleep at the wheel and crashed into a lorry. So there we go. Under the new highway code rules, the lorry driver is now being prosecuted <laughs> for being in, for being there at the wrong time. Yeah. yeah. Um, it is extremely. Uh, f- the the sheriff Charles McNair told Wilson, "You were driving under the influence of drugs. Effectively, fell asleep at the wheel. It is extremely. Mm. It is extremely fortunate, perhaps not for you, that you collided with an HGV and not another car. If it had been a car, things could have been far, far worse." Uh, yeah, it doesn't say anything about the lorry driver. Take it, the lorry driver's all right. Nobody, nobody's given him a mention. Uh, what a weapon! Yeah. What a bloody weapon! Father um, of <coughs> oh, oh Tory government's bonkers old. Brexit plan slammed by road haulage chief. Emergency services called to lorry crash on Hereford Main Road. B and Q lorry driver banned from driving after crashing into Harlow Home. Good grief! Trucking good idea. Dad determined. Dad lands job with HGV CV. Right, we'll have a look at this, see if we can get a good news story out of this somewhere. A determined dad who was made redundant as a result of coronavirus has landed a new job just hours of putting a giant copy of his CV on a lorry. James Pimblington had worked as a technical projects and events manager at Alton Towers for five years after being furloughed. Then he was made redundant, he applied for a hundred jobs, got nowhere... Um, and then he decided to go and stick his CV in the back of an 18-ton truck. And 48 hours later, he got offered a job by a guy who spotted it waiting in traffic. So there you go. 
somebody got a job from putting his CV on a truck. It's not actually anything to do with lorry driving, right enough. Mm. Um, in our neck of the woods, a well-known transport company, another one has, uh, has decided to call it a day up here. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen Reader from Hull. Right, not familiar with them, no. What, white Volvos, brown uh, sign writing on them. A lot of it's into bulk, you know, blower containers with plastic granules in and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reader, I think, had about 20 motors on the road at, at right. one time. They've um, 48 years they've been going Readers. They're winding down to close now. They've um, mm. surrendered their international license and they're finishing later on this year. So that's another name that will disappear name. from the hmm. roads of the north. And I don't think for a minute that they'll be the last. Dear me. No. no, I'm sorry. I'm struggling to get you any good or exciting news, dear listeners. It's all grim. It's all grim. It's all grim. It is what it is. But the thing is, with being lorry drivers, is you, just, you just keep going regardless anyway through all of this, you know? Well, like a pit pony, aren't you? Just yeah, you keep just going, keep, keep smacking on keep ass going. That's it. I just keep going, like mm. popping out magazines, and it's. Uh, I have to. I have to say, once I've done this, I've done the V eight issue, and then the hundred and thirty two page issue, and then that, mm. that, you know, that's it. That's it. I can't really top that for quite some time as we go into the winter months. Just so you, mm. <laughs> so you all know, I'm not wanting any emails going. Oh, yeah, I noticed on the next issue it wasn't quite as good as that. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, we've really pushed the boat out with these with these next two. Oh, and I've got two pages allocated to you in the one hundred and thirty-two page special issue, which you've sent me pictures. When will that be out? Um, it will be out in um, if this comes out on Wednesday, two weeks and Friday. So I need that um, uh, copy if you can knock me together five hundred words for the deal readers about so what you've been up to. Should I have a Christmas message in there, like the Queen, or, or, or will it come out in January? Yeah, you can do. You can dress up as Santa as you want. No, it comes out at the end. Mm. It comes out at the end of November, and I'm going to put like a bit. Of, I'm right. going to put like a bit of holly and, and things on the cover. You know, excellent. Last year's yeah, a bit of holly. Last year's Christmas article was happy because I'd just been to Wales with all God, Christmas was tackle. Christmas was fabulous last year, wasn't it? Just mm. oh yeah, mm. it wasn't. I'm going to put a bit of holly on the cover. You know, Holly Willoughby with her cleavage. We'll go and get a photo of that. You know. It's going to be an actual bit of that? Christmas, a bit of Christmasnessness in in the issue. Yeah, but I've got two yeah. pages allocated for you in that. So. All right, well, they've all gone out this morning. Lucy's working. Uh, Kate's taking the other team out to play in the fog. Um, oh, it's foggy here as well. Ugh. It's lousy up here, but there's bonfire mania last night and Friday night down here. Everybody was at it, so... Uh, it's like Stygian Victorian London. It's like the Stygian it is, that's what I thought. It, yeah, it was quite Dickensian mm. when I was out last night, yeah. you know, the, 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 the deep fog. Uh... Well, I was going to take the dogs out about half eleven. I thought, I'm going to make an effort seeing as it's... Like so, obviously top hat um, at long coat, and I went out murdering hookers in Whitechapel. Yes. Yeah. Good night, really. <laughs> Indeed, why not? Uh, well, they'll never get me. I won't help them. Those peelers, they'll never catch me. No, they'll never know. God help them if anybody ever actually listened to this podcast, you know, the things that have been admitted to on it. I looked through our. Uh, podcast of the day so i don't listen to it because I'm, I'm not a masochist but i uh, i did the other day and i went onto uh, spotify and scrolled down 47 of them or whatever and i think at least 92 percent have got explicit next to them which is nice i don't think they were so, i don't think a lot of them were so, explicit they were, well, they were one of, we're they doing were well one or two but some maybe they'll just 92 percent's all right but i think we need to up our game if we're going to get the big 100 we've got to we're going to try harder. I think all you need to do to get 100% is uh, at some point during the podcast, after you've told Ben not to edit, we just say, I don't know, clitoris or something in the middle of it, and that's good enough. You'll get your explicit label and you've and you've popped 100% well, you're probably... without offending that many people. Oh, well, you, pr- you probably would. I don't know. I don't know how it. I don't know how it works. Anyway, Bex, and, 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 and not, and, not the clitoris I hasten to add. I don't know how that works. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the on-off switch for a psychopath. That's what that is. <laughs> Edit that out. Have to turn. No, leave it in. Leave it in, you bastard. Oh, bastard as well. We've got we've got a double explicit right. there. Mm. That'll um, do. There's nothing else other... to talk about. It's been a crap Who's week. Got any other business? Well, every week's a crap week. You know, who who would have thought that I would have been dealing with mutated? 
mutated corona mink from Denmark of all countries. Dear Lord, you know. Mm-hmm. I just um, I think you've got problems. I've got I've got problems. You know, I am. I, it's going to come down. I'm going to have to order one of those super realistic dolls from Wish. That's it. See if you can get on the mink call like we were all on foot and mouth call down here. You know, back in two thousand and one or whatever. See if you can get on the mink call. You could be driving a tipper. Aye, aye, possibly aye, or a, like a bulldozer or something like that, you know. Mm. Aye, everybody went up cold down here. It was, yeah. uh, it was a very lucrative pastime. Okay. Anyway, um, oh, no. Yorkshire Tories call for exit strategy for managed red light zone. That's de- that's depressing. I like a managed red light zone. Yeah. I'm really going off the Tories. Hmm. Well, it's been a pleasure as always. Yeah, and, um, Catch it. Don't dwell on the mink. No, no, I don't. I just, I, I'm, I'm numb to it all now. It's just one thing, one thing after another. You know, I remember the 1940 Blitz Spirit. That's what you need to think about during these times. And also, what can I order off Wish? You know. Yeah. Put the, I know all about you. Put them in the bath and they warm up, apparently. You're on a register. Mm-hmm. Well, you're on three registers actually, but you only know about the one. Catch you later. Right then. Thanks for listening to the Truck and Driver podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To keep up to date with the latest news, 100% for drivers, visit truckanddriver.co.uk, where you can also subscribe to the print edition of Truck and Driver magazine, which publishes on the last Friday of every month. The Truck and Driver podcast is produced by Sound Rebel. To find out more, please visit soundrebel.co.uk.